you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local and you'd like to join our discussion today, you want to dial 702-650-5588. I say again, if you'd like to join our discussion today, have a praise report, like to make a comment, we'd love to hear from you. In need of prayer, definitely love to hear from you, 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you, 800-366-8883. Again, the toll-free number is 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website. That is www.kkvv.com. Again, www.kittenkittenvictorvictor.com. We are being broadcasted from KKVV's AM station, which is 1060 AM, as well as their FM station, which is 101.5 FM. We're also being video and audio streamed in real time from Save the Loss at All Costs. Inc.'s website, which is www.savethelosslv.org. Hello and God bless. I just wave to you. Again, we are being streamed in real time, audio and visual, at our website, which is savethelosslv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, you'd like to listen to them, you can catch us on iTunes. There is a link in our banner ad that uh, actually is displayed on the home page of our website. Click on to that. You can catch us uh, podcast on uh, iTunes or you can just look on the website and you will see radio broadcasts and that's where we archive all our radio broadcasts and to listen to us. It's always free. The gospel is always free on our watch. So I encourage you to listen and to get blessed. Uh, definitely like to... Uh, Get started today. I think that's it. So um, our topic for today is false friends are real enemies. Again, our topic for today, false friends are real enemies. So we're going to look at the book of Job. We're going to go down to chapter 17 and uh, we're going to read the scriptures together. Then I'm going to start breaking them down and uh, we're going to have a good time in the Lord. Amen. And again, our topic for today, if you're just joining us, false friends are real enemies. Catch that in your spirit. Now, I'd like you to go to chapter 17 in the book of Job. Uh, there are 16 verses, so we're going to read all 16, and we're going to start breaking them down together. Amen? And I am in the New King James Version, so the Word of God says this again. Job chapter 17, I'm going to start with verse 1, and the Word of God reads like this. Verse 1, My spirit is broken. My days are extinguished. The grave is ready for me. Verse 2, Are not mockers with me? 
And does not my eye dwell on their provocation? Three, now put down a pledge for me with yourself. Who is he who will shake hands with me? Four, for you have hidden their heart from understanding. Therefore, you will not exalt them. Five, he who speaks flattery to his friends, even the eyes of his children will fail. Six, but he has made me a byword of the people, and I have become one in whose face men spit. Seven, my eye has also grown dim because of sorrow, and all my members are like shadows. Eight, Upright men are astonished at this, and the innocent stirs himself up against the hypocrite. 9. Yet the righteous will hold to his way, and he who has clean hands will be stronger and stronger. 10. But please come back again, all of you, for I shall not find one wise man among you. 11. My days are past. My purposes are broken off, even the thoughts of my heart. 12. They change the night into day, and the light is near, they say, in the face of darkness. 13. If I wait for the grave as my house... If I make my bed in the darkness, 14, if I say to corruption, you are my father, and to the worm, you are my mother, and my sister, 15, where then is my hope? As for my hope, who can see it? 16, will they go down to the gates of Shiloh? I mean, Shoal, shall we have rest together in the dust? Amen. So we have read uh, the first seven, 16 verses in chapter 17 of Job, and that's to complete from chapter, excuse me, verse 1 to verse 16. That is it. So we have done that. So now let's start breaking it down. Um, Job has been accused of some evil things by his so-called friends. Again, our topic for today, false friends are real enemies. Amen. So he is being accused of such uh, evil things by his so-called friends. So let's start breaking it down. We're going to look at verse 1 again. He says, My spirit is broken. My days are extinguished. The grave is ready for me. Job, at this particular point, believes that he is dying, and his friends are with him. But they do not speak kind words to him. Instead, they accuse him of many evil deeds. Can you imagine that here you are, in your mind, believing you're about to transition to be with the Lord and you have friends, so-called friends who are with you in the moment where you're about to transition and they do not speak kind words to you. Instead, they use their time to accuse you of many evil deeds. This is where Job finds himself. Can you imagine that? Just think about that. You're on your deathbed and you have people who claim that they're your friends and they have nothing kind to say. They just accuse you of all kinds of evil things and you are about to take your last few breaths. Wow. So that's where Job is when we look at verse uh, 1. 
And two, it says, are they not mockers with me? And does not my eyes dwell on their provocation? Job can't believe it. He cannot believe it. That they would take this time and do this to him. But you know what, men and women of God, it's better to feel the hurt now than the pain later. Take a quick look at those that are around you. And ask yourself, are they there to bring comfort? Are they accusers? Lucifer is the devil. And his name means accuser. This is something that you're going to have to evaluate. Men and women of God. False friends are real enemies. Now let's look at verse 3. Now put down a pledge for me with yourself. Who is he who will shake hands with me? So let's look at that. Job's friends cannot help him at this particular time. (laughs) There's no help at this particular time. And believe it or not, Job thought in this instant that God was the one that was attacking him. But Job still respected God. And he still trusted God. And he asked God for help. And I'm going to show you this. We're going to go back one chapter. And we're going to look at Job 16. And we're going to look at verses 9 through 14. And then we're going to go verses 19 through 21. So again, we just turn back one chapter. Chapter 16. And let's look at verses 9 through 14. And again, I'm in the New King James Version. Verse 9. He tears me in his wrath and hates me. He gnashes at me with his teeth. My adversary sharpens his gaze on me. 10. They gape at me with their mouths. They strike me reproachfully on the cheek. They gather together against me. 11. God has delivered me to the ungodly and turned me over to the hands of the wicked. 12. I was at ease, but he has shattered me. He also has taken me by my neck and shaken me to pieces. He has set me up for his target. See, this is what Job believes. And he is telling God about it. Amen. But we talked about respect. We talked about trust. Even in Job's mind, he believes that it is God the reason why he is suffering. Amen. And has these wicked men around him at this particular time. But he has not forgotten who God is. And he has not forgotten what God has can do. Amen. And what he's done already. So let's look at verses 19 and 21. And we're in the same chapter. Again, I'm in the New King James Version, Job 16, starting at verse 19. And the word of God says this, surely even now my witness is in heaven and my evidence is on high. 20, my friends scorn me. My eyes pour out tears to God. 21, oh, that one might plead for a man with God as a man pleads for his neighbor. See, Job has not forgotten that God is the source of all his help. 
and all his blessings. He understands who his friends are at this particular time. He understands their nature and their character. He's not wasting too much time with them. He does have a few words for them. And and we will see that in scripture. But he is putting his total trust and focus on God. Amen. He is coming to God and he is bearing his soul. Amen. He knows at this particular point that it is just God and God alone. Amen. Uh, Have you gotten to that point where your friends are scorning you? They're ridiculing you. They're blaming you for things. Your situation where you have no control over. And instead of comforting you and praying for you and standing in the gap for you, they're there to rip you apart. Again, I say to you, false friends are real enemies. This can affect your relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, if you allow it. That's why the scripture says, put your trust in no man. Amen. It gets like this, men and women of God. People that you believe you've known your whole life. That you believe are walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. And then it gets down to the real life and death. It gets down to where you're there till you believe that you're about to transition. Okay. Now, it doesn't mean that you are, but you're in a point where you believe that it is more possible than impossible. Let's continue to dwell into this. So, let's look at verse 4. Verse 4 is very pivotal. And again, we're going to go back to Job 17 because that's where we started. Verse 4, for you have hidden their heart from understanding. Therefore, you will not exalt them. Wow. It says, for you have hidden their heart from understanding. Therefore, you will not exalt them. He is speaking about God. You see that the the Y in you is capitalized. He is saying that you have hidden their heart. Who would be their heart? He's talking about his friends. Amen. So let's look at verse 4 and break this down. Job's friends did not know that Job was innocent. And Job thought that God had caused the situation. So Job prayed that God would declare him innocent. You know, we got a lot of misunderstanding here. Amen. So the fact is that God did not cause Job's problems. The devil was responsible for Job's troubles. And let's go back to uh, the chapter 1 of Job. And let's look at verses 6 through 12. So that you can see that the devil was the cause of Job's problems. Amen. And his friends believe that he's the cause of his problems and they're accusing him of all kinds of evil deeds. And I'm like, if you're a person's friend, you know them. Amen. You can vouch for their character. Amen. You can witness how they operate. So when did Job become this horrible, evil person? And when did he do these evil deeds that his friends are accusing him of? Be careful how you slander people. Amen. Be careful because God is watching. And that same measure that you use to slander someone, God can use that same measure against you. Be careful what you say about people. Amen. Be real careful. 
Again, false friends are real enemies. So let's go to Job chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses 6 through 12. Amen? So again, I'm in the New King James Version. I'm starting in verse 6, chapter 1. And the Word of God says this, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. Let me read verse 6 again. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. 7. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking back and forth on it. 8. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and shuns evil? 9. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? 10. Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions and increased in the land. 11. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has and he will surely curse you to your face. 12. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Okay. So soon after that, Job faced all types of calamities. Amen. And you can read further down in the scriptures and you will see that for yourself. But it was Satan who asked God's permission to be able to prove that Job wasn't who God said he was. Blameless. One who feared him. And there was none like him in the whole earth. Can you imagine that God would say that about you? That you would have that type of testimony before the heavens, before all creation. That God would say there was none like you in the whole earth. Blameless. Wow. That's powerful. Satan doesn't want what he already has, people. He's looking for those who are upright. He's looking for those that God considers blameless. He is looking for God's precious servants. He is looking for those that whom he can devour. He can't devour you if he already has you. It's a lot of people who are working for him already. Amen. So look at that. So that was the source. And God allowed it because he already knew what the outcome was going to be. Job was going to trust him. Job was going to respect him. His wife challenged his faith and his devotion to God. His friends are challenging his faith and his devotion to God by accusing him of things that he's innocent of. Sounds a lot like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Wow. Imagine that, that Job is a type of pre-Christ. You'll be able to see the similarities. Amen? So let's continue to 
talk about false friends are real enemies. Amen. So we just did verse four. So let's look at verse five. He who speaks flattery to his friends, even the eyes of his children will fail. Job was very upset that his so-called friends were accusing him of all types of evil deeds. It's very, very disheartening when people you love, you care about, uh, you have worship with, you have had fellowship with, you've had ups and downs. Uh, they have seen you grow in your walk. They know who you are. They know how you carry yourself. God said this man was blameless, blameless. There was not even any type of way that he could possibly be guilty of what his friends were accusing him of wow so that's why he's just like distraught at this point and he believes he's on his deathbed come on so let's look we've already looked at verse five so let's break it down you know, Job, he, he was correct in saying that such a person was evil, but he didn't have a right to say that a person's child or their children should suffer because each person should be responsible for their own evil deeds. Uh, whatever my father has done, he's going to be with the Lord. Uh, he is going to be held accountable. I am not going to be held accountable for what he did. Vice versa, my father should not be accountable for what I have done as his child. So let's look at Ezekiel chapter 18, 19 through 22 to make sure that we understand that uh, whatever our fathers and mothers have done, uh, it's not going to be counted against us in the eyes of God. And no, vice versa. So let's look at this. We are in Ezekiel chapter 18, and we're going to look at verses 19 through 22. Amen? And again, I'm in the New King James Version. And verse 18 reads as such. Excuse me, verse 19. Yet you say, why should the son not bear the guilt of the father? Because the son has done what is lawful and right and has kept all my statues and observed them. He shall surely live. Verse 20. The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not bear the guilt of the father, nor the father bear the guilt of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. 21. But if a wicked man turns from all his sin, which he has committed, keeps all my statutes, and does what is lawful and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. Can you really appreciate what God has just said in his word? First of all, he makes it very clear that a father's sin is a father's sin. A son's sin is a son's sin. Then he even goes further to say that righteousness will be righteous upon that person. But wickedness 
shall be wicked upon the person that does wickedness. But the most beautiful thing is when we look at verse 21, but if a wicked man turns from all his sins, which he has committed, keeps all my statutes and does what is lawful and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. You will have eternal salvation if you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It does not get better than that. You can change. With the agent of regeneration, which is the Holy Spirit. It is so important that we understand the gift of repentance and the gift of salvation that's being offered to us. And that we can have eternal life. It's wonderful. This is exciting. So that's why we got to understand that false friends are real enemies because they're trying to keep that type of information from you. This is revelatory. This is transforming. This can change generations. Amen. You have an opportunity to be in the kingdom of God. Why would God want to kick you out of the kingdom? When he's made this available to you. You ought to get excited about that. And you ought to receive that in a season called now in the name of Jesus. So. We have just talked about each person being responsible for his or own deeds. Be they good, bad, evil, or indifferent. You are responsible for what you do. Amen? So that's where it goes. Don't point the finger at someone else. Look at your own self. Make the adjustment, make the adjustment in your own life. Amen? And we expect you to confess to God. Because Jesus saves. Amen. Confess your sins to God. Amen. Request him to forgive you. Amen. It is important that you be in right standing with God. Spend your time with him. You see Job as being very, very transparent and speaking to God about that that is befounding him and he believes that he is on his deathbed and he needs to get it out we have a call and we'll take it right now hello you on save the loss at all costs and god bless you hey shalom sister nina how are you hey how are you woman of god so wonderful to hear your voice sister dorothy yes i'm greatly blessed highly favored and deeply loved amen i receive it for you all and i know it to be true amen and i appreciate the message you got going forth i was saying, father just give me wisdom not to come against you what you're saying but it is so true what you just said that the children won't suffer the consequences of the parents once they you know if they turn if they're just like because um, I always, you know, when I read the, in the book of Deuteronomy 5, uh, 9 through uh, 10, it talks about those that hate the father and, and how he would visit the iniquities of the father. That's mm-hmm. because if they're doing, like if you were raised in a certain religion mm-hmm. and you become of age and you're aware that what you were taught was not according to the scripture, you have that alternative to repent of it and turn from it. Amen. And you won't suffer. Amen. But the thing is, there are those that, you know, like if a, if a parent is in a sin, like, and a child is born a certain way, that's a form of that parent's wrong. Right. And what came to mind there is that man that was born, born blind. And Amen. They, they were accusing the, the Messiah of healing, and they say, who sinned, him or his parents? I, re- I received that. Neither. So it's it's the the balance of that the child can repent of their parents' wrong or turn or continue in it, amen. And suffer the consequences. So I thank you for what you're showing and sharing because 
it is so true that false friends are your worst enemies. Amen. But the beautiful thing is, is that when we get the word of God in us and we understand it, then we should be able to be bold with it. Uh, you remember uh, when you get over to the pastoral uh, epistles, when we're looking at Timothy and Titus and Paul instructs Timothy, he says, do not basically be afraid of the older ones. Amen. He Amen. said, you know, I did, you know, you do not have the spirit of timidity. God didn't give you the spirit of fear. He said to stir up the gift. And he also said that he witnessed the same gift in his mother and his grandmother and that he was confident that that same gift was in Timothy. Amen. Amen. So we, will, we will have to turn away from some things our parents taught because Amen. it's not good. Amen. Amen. No and that's the beautiful thing is that when we stay in it, that God has already chosen us. Amen. Amen. Because those he foreknew, he forechose. Amen. Amen. So uh, don't count it strange when you see the boldness come out out of a young person That's what I'm talking about. Be- because they've already been selected to yeah, do yeah. what God has called them to do and you know we all have to give an account but I want people to know that uh, their generation is not lost because of what uh, their mother and father has done or has not done yeah. you know when like you said when you come into the age of accountability it's on you then yeah. you can only blame mom and them for so long amen yeah because you look at those kings you, you see that often it'll say there was a bad king but then right. you have a good son right then you say you have a good king when you have a bad son mm-hmm. or you have a bad king and they have a bad son because the son mm-hmm. followed tip what the fathers mm-hmm. were doing so it, it's a, it's a balance that they can change or they can continue to go mm-hmm. on but we, we've fault. seen deliverance happen in our generation. Things I mean, that happened I'm before, before <laughs> and, and I'm one of them as well. You know Ooh, what I mean? Yes, we, yes. we see the deliverance happening. We see the doors closed mm-hmm. that, you know, the enemy's clutches will not be able to be upon this child. Uh, Moses uh, was a demonstration of that mm-hmm. when they had put out the decree for all children to be killed uh, that were of uh, Hebrew lineage. Amen. Yeah. And the male children especially. But Moses' mother said, no, that's not going to happen. And uh, his sister Miriam went there, and and they put him in the river, and subsequently Pharaoh's daughter uh, received him. And that's the reason why they called him Moses, because his name meant water. His mother rather see him in the Nile deal with, you know, crocodiles than to uh, slay her child. Because she believed in God and she knew That's if anybody could save him was That's God. I mean, that was a radical faith. That's you know, right. that she would rather have her child in the river with crocodiles. Yeah. And, uh, you know, back in, in slavery, believe it or not, uh, young children, slave children were thrown into the rivers and they were used as alligator bait. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just to see that she had that faith, that radical faith, and her daughter was there too. Because, you know, when God does something there are witnesses amen a minimum of two yes there are so i I, i'm excited to see the scriptures come alive and i really appreciate you encouraging me in this lesson and and you know that i love the 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 yeshua in you you know i do amen that's good and like i said i had to ask the holy spirit give me wisdom because you know the enemy can come and try to bring division there is no division of scripture there is no no um uh, what I want to say, the scripture does not contradict itself is what no. I'm looking at. So no. When you're bringing not forth the truth, 
it's like when in the Hebrew they have what they call remez, which is a deeper truth. Yes. Or there's, there's hidden truth in the truth. But Amen. the truth, the Holy Spirit, he said he'll lead us into all truth. Amen. And I thank you for encouraging me and just, I just keep it up, sis. That's all I say. Well, I appreciate that. And you make sure you give your lovely mother my godly best and tell her I asked about her. Her okay. other daughter asked about yes, her. Yes, ma'am. And you, you, do you like who asked for my mother, okay? All right. Well, I, I appreciate that. Love you, sis. All right. Love you, too. Amen. All right. Take care. Yes. So we are going to go over to uh, John chapter 1, and that would be John, the Gospel of John chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 12. And the Word of God says this, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. Amen. So I want to pick up where we left off when we were talking about parents and children and vice versa, that anybody that does what they do, uh, it will be recorded. It will hold you accountable, whether it's righteousness or wickedness. It does not transfer into people. You will be accountable for what you do, and your parents will be accountable for what they do. Everything is individual. Amen? But the beautiful thing, what we just saw in John chapter 1, verse 12, it said, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. Amen? You have to believe in the Savior if you want to become his child. And it's about relationship. You know, Jesus is not stalking you. He is not twisting your arm. He is showing you his life and what he did and his love. Now, through the word of God, God will speak to us, but we have to read the word if we want God to speak to us. Amen. You want to know about God? Read his word. He will reveal himself to you. But. It's about relationship. Amen. And we have to be careful about false friends because they are real enemies. And and we have to know who friends are. And if they're not friends of Christ, they're not friends of yours if you are a believer. Now, if you're not a believer, then you know what? You get what you get. But we have to really, really understand that to be a friend of Christ is to be in a relationship with him. You know, so check yourself. Are you really a friend of Christ? Maybe you are attracting what you are. Only you know that. The Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. We are having a deep lesson and conversation. I'm bringing some things to your mind and to your remembrance. Because I want you to be all that you can be in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want the very, very best life possible for you. And I know you want the same for me. So we have to be very direct. Because we got to get this. Amen. And this is why Job is being so direct with God about these so-called friends. He can't believe it. So let's look at John 3.18. John 3.18 reads, and this is Jesus speaking. And he who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe 
is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. There it is. I'm going to read it again. Look for this. John chapter 3 verse 18. This is Jesus speaking. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is he. He is speaking. Amen. So let's look at verse 18 again. It says he who believes in him is not condemned but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. There it is in black and white. Well, I happen to have the red letter edition, so I'm looking at it in red. But I pray that you catch this in your spirit in the name of Jesus, that you really internalize this because it's about belief. Amen. And if you don't believe in God and if you don't believe that Jesus is the Christ, amen, then you can't have a relationship with that that you don't believe in. And your faith is wasted. It's up to you. It's your choice. Amen. Like you selecting your friends. It's your choice. Well, when you come into the right mind of Christ, you will see things as Christ sees them. You would want to do things as Christ did things. And if they're not where they're supposed to be. In your life, and especially in Christ, then maybe you need to evaluate if, in fact, they are your friend. So, let's look at verse 6. We're going to go back to Job chapter 17, and we are going to look at verse 6. Amen. All righty. So we're going back to verse 17, excuse me, chapter 17, and we are going to look at verse 6. I'm turning, I'm getting there. Verse 6, but he has made me a byword of the people, and I have become one in whose face men spit. Well, they have cursed Job in his name by accusing him of doing evil deeds that he didn't do. They, they cursed him. They spit at him, basically. And he's saying that, you know, he has become weak with his tears. Now, Job was innocent and he had suffered greatly as Jesus was innocent. Amen. Remember, we talked about the similarities about the pre-Christ and he also suffered greatly. And we can look at this by reading Psalm 22 and also looking at uh, Isaiah 53. Now, Psalm 22, we're going to look at verses 16 and 18. Now, you have to understand that Isaiah was written before Jesus walked the face of the earth. And so was Psalm. Psalm was written before uh, Jesus walked the face of the earth, before he was even born. Amen. So let's look at Psalm 22. And we're going to look at verses 16 through 18. Again, Psalm 22, verses 16. 16 through 18 and I'm in the new King James version and the word of God says this in verse 16 for dogs have surrounded me the congregation of the wicked have enclosed me they pierced my hands and my feet 17 I can count all my bones 
And they took and stare at me. 18. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing they cast lots. Like I said. This was written before Jesus even walked the face of the earth. This is the prophecy. Amen. That is being spoken. That our Lord was to come. Amen. And this actually happened at his crucifixion. Okay. Let's back that up. Let's go to Isaiah 53. And let's go to verses 3 and 4. Isaiah 53 verses 3 or 4. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. Verse 3. He is despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. For surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. That is our Lord and Savior. That is Jesus Christ. And that happened prior to his crucifixion and during his crucifixion. Amen. Again, Isaiah and Psalm was written before Jesus even walked the face of the earth. You ought to get excited about that and see how Job is so much more poignant. Amen. And that we are going to experience suffering. We are going to experience friends who are not real friends. Amen. And that they're going to accuse us of things that we did not do. And it's important that we care about how God sees us. We care about what God says about us more because that is who we're going to spend the rest of our life with in eternity. So it's about a relationship. Make sure that you come to God and you bear your soul. You tell God about what is going on and God will let you know if what you perceive is actually happening now Job felt that it was God causing this to befile him it wasn't it was the enemy it was the devil himself but see Job didn't get out of step with God he still respected him he still valued him he still understood that he was nothing without God amen despite all his suffering you know are you able to make that testimony is that your testimony despite what friends may say about you despite your circumstances despite what things are happening with you that you don't understand that hurt that bring you great pain that cause your eyes to be swollen because you cried so much can you still have the testimony of Job that you respect God and that you trust God and that you come to God and you know that only he can save you amen are you willing to stand on what God has done for you already now I'm 55 years young so I have a lot of evidence of God in my life friends will come and go that's just what they do but God is eternal amen so we can't get so caught up in what someone is saying or doing to us. God sees all and God knows all. Amen. Your most important thing that you can do with the breath in your body is to make sure that you're in right standing with God. That's the best thing that you can do. That is what's the most important that you can do. Amen. In a season called now. Don't get caught up and don't get distracted. Pray for those who come against you. Because that's what Jesus said in his last few words. He said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Amen. 
Do you have the heart of Christ that you can pray against those who are persecuting you, who are lying on you, who are not there to comfort you when you believe you're in your last days or in your last breath? It's important that we understand where the focus should remain. Amen. Because the battle is already won, men and women of God. You have to catch that in your spirit. So let's look at First Peter. Because I, I, I really want you to, to get this in your hearts about false friends who are real enemies. Amen. So let's look at First Peter. We're going to go to chapter 2 and we're going to look at verse 24. Again, we're in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 24 and I am reading from the New King James Version. And the word of God says this, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Amen. That's what it's about. It's your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Your friends didn't die for you. They didn't take on your sins. They're not in a position to offer you eternal life. The gift of repentance. The gift of salvation. Focus on the one who can. Amen. And that's what Job kept doing. He kept coming to God. And, and pleading his case. Amen. Job was just consumed with wanting to be found innocent among his friends. We want to make sure we're in the Lamb's book of life. Because if our names are in the Lamb's book of life, then guess what? We are secure in our final home with the Lord Jesus Christ. It is important about our relationship with God. So that's what we want to understand. And keep mindful of. Amen. You know people are going to disappoint you. They're going to say things. Amen. They're going to do things. They're going to astound you. If you will. But guess what. (laughs) There's nothing greater than God's love for you. So he's always there. Always. We just need to make sure that. We take advantage of that. And understand that we use our time wisely in the battles that we're fighting. If they're even battles. Amen. So let's be mindful of that, men and women of God. So let's look at uh, verse. Let me see where we are. We're going to go to verse 8. But we're going to take this call right now and we're going to keep going. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs and God bless you. Uh, good afternoon, Sister Nina. It's Beatrice. How are you, woman of God? I'm good. I finally got it on my phone, uh, the radio station. I, good timing, too. I've been listening, like, for the twelve last 12 minutes, and, um, you know, God is always good at appointing the time. Amen. You yes, need he to is. hear what you need to hear. And, um, you know, what you were just saying right now, how sometimes you have to remember that there are things that happen in your life, and people will say things about you and against you, but you know what God thinks. Amen. And I've been going through that for about, what, six, seven months right, right now in my life, and uh, that's what kept me at peace. Amen. Because of the fact that God knows who I am. Amen. He's created me to be who I am, and those that speak against me, that's just their words. They don't know. Amen. They don't know. Amen. And it's put a, a great peace on my life. The blessings that God has given me since I've made some changes mm-hmm. <clears throat> in this last couple of months, and um, 
have been awesome because I've let it go. Amen. So I don't worry about what other th- other people think. Just what my Lord thinks. Well, praise and, God. Well, you and know I want to thank you because you've always encouraged me. Amen. To do, do just that, and that's what I've been doing. And um, yeah, this radio station is is uh, something that's always going to be a a good helping hand for me. Amen. I appreciate your your obedience, Sister Nina, like nothing else. You know, if I think that if it wasn't for you, people like you in my life, I'm not really sure what I would have done. You know, but I'm good. I'm good today. I'm good. Wherever you were laying down, I'd have come and got you and say, wake up, B. Yeah. Let right. me read the word of God to you. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get it on my phone for weeks and weeks, and today it came on there. Amen. So, well, praise yeah. God. Well, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. And, Amen. and you know that I love you, right? I know, Nina, and I love you, too. Thank a- you so a- much. Amen. And we're not going to fight about that. We love one another, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's all good. I love you, sis, and thank you for tuning in, and I'm glad that you work with it until you got it. Thank you. All thank right. You. Love you. Have a blessed yep. week. You, too. All God right. Bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Amen. We appreciate that. Listening on her phone. Well, praise God. We're looking at verse 7. My eyes have also grown dim because of sorrow. And all my members are like shadows. Eight, upright men are astonished at this, and the innocent stirs himself up against the hypocrite. Nine, yet the righteous will hold to his way, and he who has clean hands will be stronger and stronger. Amen. Now, we know that Job was innocent, and he had to suffer. Jesus was innocent and he did suffer. Good people have to suffer sometimes. Amen. It is our duty to do what God has us to do. He knows what's around the corner, men and women of God. Did you ever think that this test, that this trial was preparing you for the next assignment, the next blessing that you had? Adversity builds character. It builds godly character. Do not be afraid to do what God is calling you to do just because it doesn't look good, just because it doesn't feel good. He is your creator. You are the creation. Trust the creator. Amen. He knows every hair that is on your head. He knows when they're going to fall. Amen. He knows when he brought you in. He'll know when you leave. Distrust him. Trust him. Amen. This is what this is about. Trust him. False friends are real enemies. Okay. He's not a false friend. If you haven't gotten that by now, get that. God is not a false friend. Jesus is not a false friend. The Holy Spirit is not a false friend. Why do you think Job keeps going to the source? You got to catch this in your spirit, men and women of God. Your friends can only go so far with you. Then they're going to flip the script. It happens. God is not going to flip the script. Don't get mad when the flip, when the script is flipped. Understand God is still there. <clears throat> Don't be upset about it. Don't be afraid about it. Keep going. Amen. The apostle Paul said, run your race. You know, Paul had a similar experience when he was in prison. We can find that in Philippians. You know, Job Understands that his friends are not wise, okay? He is just making the point that he is innocent. And who is he making the point to? He's making it to God. 
you know, his friends are trying to get him to think that day is night and night is day. And, you know, and soon light will come. You know, we, we can see this as we're looking down in uh, the scriptures. Let's look. 10, but please come back again, all of you. For I shall not find one wise man among you. Job already knows. Come back. And then they say, my days are past. My purposes are broken off. Even the thoughts of my heart. 12. They changed the night. They. Listen, he's talking about his so-called friends. They changed the night into day. The light is near, they say, in the face of darkness. They speak flattery. They don't speak the truth to him. He understands it. He gets it. He's not upset. He's just making a fact. He's making a statement about what he understands to be true. They're just who they are at the end of the day. So, you know, we, we, we have to, we have to get that in our spirit, men and women of God. You know, Job believes that his life is short. He believes his plans have failed. He believes he's at the point of no hope. Who told him that? God did not tell him that. But see, when you hang around people who are dream killers, who do not walk by faith, who have no need for the word of God, then they're going to bring you down because they're only temporal people. They can only see that that's in front of them. They do not care for or appreciate the things that are deep the things that are spiritual the things that the word of god could reveal to you amen they don't care about that they just care about what they can see and they they associate your suffering with something that you've done evil how could that be when god said himself that the man was blameless and there was nobody like him on earth understand there's nobody like you on earth and how esteem God feels about you. Amen. We're going to continue this. This is going to be a part two because I wasn't able to get through all the scriptures. I was physically able to read them, but you know, I got through at least half of them, a little more than half. So we're going to pick this up. Uh, False friends are real enemies. We're going to do a part two next Sunday. So I am going to upload this wonderful ministry that we did today. And if you haven't heard it all, and if you missed it by any chance, uh, I hope that you would go to the website, uh, org, and it will be there. And also check us out on iTunes. Uh, It will be there in the podcast. So, uh, I'm excited about this and I'm encouraged and I appreciate all the calls that came in today from Sister Dorothy and Sister B. I, I appreciate the encouragement. I appreciate the testimony. And, um, you know, I have been evaluated and uh, constantly evaluated in reference of I, am I a true friend? Because, you know, this is important. I need to be able to have the evidence and the testimony that says that I am a true friend of Christ. So I don't have a problem when uh, that is being questioned. You know, the thing is, is that I will have the proper response and I know who God is in my life and I'm not here to uh, do anything but please God. That was why I was created. Now, other people may be created for something else. I've been created to please God and we want you to save the loss at all costs and God bless you. 
is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas' very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvb.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is... 335852 North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702 219 6882. Again, 702 219 6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ. Stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.